He's worthy to be praised, church. He's worthy to be honored both now and forevermore. There will never come a day that is not worthy to be praised. That's why worship is a revelation of who Jesus is. That's why we, we can be here this morning and we can worship for an hour plus because you know what? It's, it's songs not about us. We're not worshiping ourselves. We're not worshiping our situation. We're not worshiping our circumstance. We're worshiping the King. So what is worship? Worship is a revelation of who Jesus is. And may I refresh you this morning, He is the King of Kings. He is the Lamb of God. He is coming back. More importantly, He is your King. He's the one that took the beating. He's the one that took the grave. He's the one that took all of it. And that's why worship is a revelation of who Jesus is. And that's why we have to worship Him because the reality is, is that preaching will cease one day. Uh, preaching this side of life to get people born again but we won't need to preach in heaven because people will be born again there and so why would we worship here now because we're going to do it forevermore forever and ever you will worship the king the only choice is, is that this side of life you get to choose to worship him and in the life to come the bible says every knee shall bow every tongue shall confess that jesus christ is lord and then the Bible says in the age to come, you have to know that with the angels, with the elders, with the cherubims and the seraphims, with billions of people, we will worship the Lamb. That will be the job of the church. We will worship the Lamb. We'll worship King Jesus. Amen. So I want to encourage you in this morning, you know, when you are here at Empowered Church, lift your hands and give God a shout of praise. Be a people that worships the Lord. Don't, uh, don't sit with arms crossed. Uh, he won't come there. He'll come to a heart that is tender to Him. He wants to be celebrated, not tolerated. And so lift your hands, even if it's uncomfortable. It's better to lift your hands to spend your whole life in a hell. Because you become what you behold. If you, become like, if you behold the Lamb, you become the Lamb. You become like Him. That's why it's so important to worship Him. Amen. I have a word that is still burning in my heart. It's, it's not left me and so I'm going to preach it. Um, the Holy Spirit just breathed more on this for me. And so I want you right to go with me to John chapter number 21 verse number 5. And it's a, it's a scripture that Jesus is asking His disciples. And I want to read through the Amplified Version. The Amplified Version says that Jesus is asking His disciples this question. And this is the question. Children, do you have any fish to eat alongside the bread. And this is the, the question that Jesus is basically asking his, his disciples is, is they are busy fishing and he's on the seashore and he's asking them a question. Children, do you have any bread? And as I say, this is a word that has not left me. It's still burning in my heart. And, and you can ask the question, what is Jesus asking? He's asking his disciples, do they have something that can carry wealth for the kingdom? Do they, have a do they have bread? Because the reality is people will come to you and I and they will want to encounter the king. They cannot, listen to me carefully, they cannot encounter us and live with us. Because you and I can do nothing for people. It's not what I, who I am, it's who I host. I must host the Holy Spirit. In other words, I must become a conduit through which the Holy Spirit can function. No longer I that live, it's Christ that lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God that loves me and died for me. Are you there? Then the Bible says in Matthew chapter number 4, verse number 4, the Bible says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. 
want you to notice, man shall not live by bread alone. What is bread? Bread is deliverance. In other words, man shall not live by deliverance alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Let me reword and help everybody. Man shall not live by the Son setting you free only. That freedom leads you to the Father. And it's based on the Father's relationship that you need to consistently stay in a state of revelation. Because the church is built upon the revelation of who the Father is. May I say this morning, the Father is much better than what we, than what we attribute to Him. But the Father has got one single sermon and His name is Jesus. The Father will preach no other sermon for all the ages. There's one sermon and His name is Jesus. The Father's single greatest sermon is Jesus Christ. Why Jesus? Because Jesus sets you free. Jesus heals you. Jesus delivers you. Jesus makes slaves sons. He makes people that are bound free. The Father's sermon is Jesus. The Father doesn't have another sermon. The Father's sermon is Jesus. Whoever wants to come to the Father has to come through Jesus. There's no other God but the God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. There are three, yet they one. The Bible says, I have no other foreign gods in front of me. Have the Son. Life is about following Jesus. Please note that. I'll say it again. Life is about following Jesus. That's why the Word declares to us, man shall not live by bread alone. You are not made to live from bread alone. You are made to live by revelation. Because remember, the Bible says, faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the Word of the Lord. Please note it's present tense. Faith comes by hearing. I'll say again. Hearing comes by the Word of the Lord. In other words, it's not what God has said. It's what He's saying. Can I say that again? I want this penny to drop your heart. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the Word of the Lord. And again, I want to say it's present tense. That, that means the following. It's not what God has said to you yesterday. It is what God is saying to you today. And I used the example before. I'm going to use it again because it's very applicable for us. We have to understand if you don't keep on hearing God, you can, you can do stuff that you're not supposed to be doing. Because the faith that you don't acquire for today is the faith that you need it for today. Because His mercies are new every day. You take Abram and Isaac for an example. Abram had a word from the Lord. What was his word? His word was go offer up Isaac. But as he was busy with that process of offering up Isaac, the Lord spoke again. And the Lord said, I don't need Isaac. I have my own son. I have my own lamb that I will provide. In other words, your job is not to hear God past tense. Your job is to continuously be in intimacy with the Father through the Holy Spirit, through the Son, so that you live by a constant revelation of who the Father is. Jesus says, by myself, I can do nothing. I want, to, want you to note here as you are here this morning, by yourself, you can do nothing. You cannot run a business. You cannot have a marriage. You cannot even wake up in the morning without God. The Bible says that Jesus says, I am the vine. You are, you are, the, you are the fruit of the vine. Without me, you can do nothing. He says it. He says, whoever abides in me shall bear much fruit. In other words, it is impossible to be a fruit-bearing Christian without the Lord. Can I say that again? And I want you to understand, God, the Bible makes it very clear. The Father's last sermon, I said it before, I'll say it again. The Father's last sermon is Jesus. It's not going to preach another sermon. It's about Jesus. 
Come on, can I have an amen here this morning in the second service? And so if you live your life for anything but Jesus, I'm promising you, you are adding things of this world, but where the thief comes in to steal and the moth comes in to rust it up. But do not put your treasure onto the earth, the word of the Lord declares. The Bible says, put your treasure in heaven. So it's not the acquiring, it is where you are placing it. Are you there? Let me say this. I want you to note something. God, the Bible, and I, and I know uh, some people don't like, like it when, I, when I'll say it like this, but I want to say it anyway because it's the truth. Jesus did not die to improve your life. Say it again. Jesus did not die to improve your life. He is not a, He did not die to improve your life. The true gospel is that God does not change your life. What He does do when you get saved, and listen to me carefully, God replaces your life. Jesus did not die so that you can have a better life. Jesus died so that you would give your life for His life. So guess what? You are no longer living. It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. And so that's why your surname can be Christ. I don't mean that weird. What I, what I mean by that is this, you are a carrier of God. God chose how you would look like. He chose your body. He chose your, 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 your ethnicity. He chose your hair. He, cho he chose everything. And then He packaged it and He sent you to the earth. And then He knew the day that you will accept Him. Come on, it's an omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient God. It is a huge, massive, gigantic, most powerful God. You don't serve somebody that's threatened by darkness. Come on, are you guys all with me? I want to emphasize this because I can see I'm not getting, the Holy Spirit is not grabbing everybody on this. It's no longer you that are living. That's the point. If you are living for you, you are not in the kingdom. Then you might not even be saved. Because when you are in the kingdom, you are dead. Who is living? Christ. Paul the Apostle says in Galatians chapter number 2, verse number 21, 20 to 21, says, No longer I that live, but Christ that lives inside of me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. So the Christ in you gives you purpose. So Jesus in you makes you an excellent business person. Jesus in you makes you an awesome mom. Jesus in you makes you a great father. Jesus in you makes you a great teacher, a great attorney, a great doctor. But it's not you, it's Christ in you. It is foolishness to think that we want to live this life with void of Christ. Think of me, you're not even going to be here forever. We are here for a limited time. Listen to me, you as you sit here this morning are a limited edition. No, let me just throw that one out again. You are a limited edition. There is nobody like you. 
And because you are a limited edition, God understands your value. How do I know God understands your value? He died for you. So only you can reduce yourself again. Come on. But it's you that have to die. It cannot. It cannot be you that live anymore. You have to die. You have to get out of the way. And the Bible says it was the Father's pleasure to crush the Son. It was the Father's delight, the Bible says in Isaiah 53, 9. The Bible says it was the Father's delight. He, he, he was pleased to crush the Son. Why was He pleased to crush the Son? Because He gained us. I don't think as Christians we understand what the Son went through. We sit in church. We don't worship Him properly. We live our lives Monday to Friday, worrying about our jobs, not paying attention to Him, not reading our Bibles properly. Don't we understand what He's done? Don't you understand His beard was plucked out? The Creator God allowed His creation to pluck His beard. The Creator God, just hold up the keys, the Creator God allowed people, His own creation, to put Him upon the tree. He allowed His own creation, listen to me carefully, to whip Him. And He did not move. Then His own creation offered Him a way out. They gave Him um, wine to, to dull the pain. He took nothing. Why? He wanted everything. Why? So that you don't need to take it. And so we cannot live our lives casually. No, we have to live our lives in love of the King. Because there's no other way. There is no other way, church. Listen to me this longer. God had not gave His Son so that you can pray a prayer and think that's it. I'm telling you, then you're not born again. God so loved the world that He gave Jesus. And whoever loves Jesus does Jesus' commandments. This Bible is not a book of suggestions. This is a book of commands of a holy God. Are you, are you with me? This Bible is more important than your insurance policies. This Bible is more important than your own life. Because everything there is about you is written down here. Your whole future is there. Because God will not back anything but this. He backs this word. Why? Because Jesus is the word. Your relationship with the word is your relationship with Jesus. People say, I don't, I don't, I, I struggle to hear God. Hey, hey, there's, there's more than a thousand pages plus about his voice. So you don't need to always hear him, read about him. Let him come to you. Without God, you won't even understand the scriptures. Because the Bible says the Holy Spirit needs to reveal Christ to you. Are you guys understanding how much we are not in control? I know we want to feel like it. I know we want to say it, but you are not. Even the best of us, we are not. Because listen, if Satan, if, if Satan, give me those, those paths that I asked earlier for. If Satan, listen to me carefully. If Satan cannot make a Judas out of you, he'll make a Martha out of you. Who's Judas? Judas is in the mix. He's worth the 12. But his heart is not with the Lord. He looks religious. He acts religious. He casts out devils. 
He heals the sick. Part of the ministry, but not with the Lord. Then you have Martha. Martha has a problem with Mary because Martha is working. Martha is busy making food for Jesus that he will never eat, folks. She's busy. Busy, busy, busy. She says, Lord, talk to Mary, please. Because Mary is sitting at your feet the whole time. I'm busy here making supper for all the 11, or all the 12. Jesus rebukes her. He says, Martha, Martha, you are worried about many things. But only one thing is necessary. Save me one thing. Only one thing is necessary. And Mary has chosen that one thing that will not take, be taken from her. So what does the devil do? If he can't make you Judas, he's going to make you Martha. He's going to try to get you there. Listen, I'm busy all the time, but I'm busy with the kingdom. Don't tell it to me, I, I'm a pastor. No, before I was a pastor, I was still busy with the kingdom. You must be busy with the kingdom because there's nothing else that he can back. If you want to be, if you want to succeed in life, seek the kingdom first. But I'm a lawyer, then be a lawyer that seeks the kingdom. But I'm a teacher, doesn't matter. Be a teacher that seeks the kingdom. But I'm a mom, doesn't matter. Seek the kingdom. In everything, seek the kingdom. And all things shall be added unto you. Please note, he says all things, not some things. God does not have a problem with all things. But he does have a problem with something having you. Jesus does not want fighters. He wants lovers. Because a lover is a fighter. Oh, come on, give him some praise. Just hear, hear me this morning. Jesus, Jesus' mantle is the cross. True Christianity is not the seven steps of this and the eight steps of favor and the 12 steps to blessing. No. True Christianity is amongst all of those things. Of course, God wants you to be blessed. But you're not going to be blessed because you, <laughs> you're not going to be blessed because you work right. You're going to be blessed because you live right. I want to say that again. You're not going to be blessed because you work right. Yeah, of course, money comes when you are, you know, if that's your, that, that, that's your determination or your definition of blessing. Because I see finances as only one dimension. Because how can you buy peace? How can you buy righteousness? How can you buy peace for your home? Can you work for it? I'm sorry, you can't. You have to have a person. His name is Jesus. More importantly, if the Spirit of the Lord is not in your business, your business is doomed to fail. Come on. You might acquire all the wealth in the world, but your soul, huh? that's the problem. Are you with me? Therefore, be the most brilliant person that you can be, but with the Spirit. Because the day we die, you need the Holy Spirit. The hour is too late for men and women to play with their souls. The whole Bible is unfolding around us. If you ever want to know how urgent the hour is, you are living in the end time biblical prophecies being unfolded all around you. 
I said to Sarah this week, I said, I must tell the people they must fear God. Because you are living right at the end of the end of the you, you don't even need a prophet to tell you you are at the end. You are at the end. You've been there for a long time. Now we need to tell you, be strong. Be courageous. Love God. Love Jesus. Wake up in the morning. Jump out of that bed. Not to go to, to just be a good worker. No, jump out of that bed because you have a purpose. What is your purpose? To love the Lord your God. With all of your might and all of your strength and all that is within you. Bless His holy name. Come on, are you with me? Children, do you have any bread? That's the question. Do you have any bread? I want to say two more things. Children, do you have any bread? Jesus is asking the question. Do you have bread? And there's only one place that you can get bread that's with the Lord. You have to have fresh bread. I don't want people to, to, to come to me. Listen, people come to me often and I, I don't want people to come to me and leave with, be, with being impressed by me. They most definitely mustn't leave my presence and want to go and perform more. No, they must leave my presence and be, want to be encountered more with the Lord. Come on, are you guys there? But for people to leave me going to want to spend time with Jesus, it means I must have bread. Come on, are you there? Because it's, what, it's not Peter's, Peter that healed the people, it's what overshadowed people that healed, uh, healed the people. It was the Lord. And so Luke 24, 30 to 31, I'll, I'll close with some thoughts here. I, I, want, I want to say this, is that, let me rather say this first. Someone needs to say that the revival fire starts with me. It's all on those, okay, Aiden. Someone needs to say, I'll say it again. Someone needs to say, and my question is, is it going to be you? Someone needs to say, this revival fire is going to start with me. Someone needs to say in your family, it's starting here, it's starting now, it's starting with me. Because is all of your family going to be enslaved to sin and the devil and his power? Or will you be the one that breaks free? Because it starts most likely with you. You are the chain reaction. God needs one person to agree with him. And where two or more agree, heaven comes in. And as I was, as I was praying for you this morning, the Lord said to me, will revival fire start with you? Are you going to be the one that, that, that starts it? Are you going to be the one that's, that lit that flame in your family? Are you going to be the Mary? Or are you going to remain being the Martha? And are you, or, or worse, are you going to be the Judas? You see, because the Judases have a problem. They lie to themselves. They think just because Jesus doesn't talk to them that they can get away with it. No, you're not getting away with it. You're lying to your own heart. You're telling yourself that you're okay. Because the sinning in private that God has not yet dealt with it. No, the Lord wants to deal with it. But what He's doing is applying grace to you. He's giving you time. What is grace? Time. Time to come right. And finally, I want to say a scripture. Thank you, Aiden. I, I want to say, get you into a scripture because this is where I want to minister on. Luke 24, 30 to 31. Listen to me carefully. Jesus sat down. To eat with them. This is the Emmaus travelers. He took the bread and he set the blessing. 
This is a significant scripture. He set the blessing. Then he broke the bread and he gave it to them and their eyes were opened. I'll say it again. Luke 24, 30 to 31. He sat down to eat with them. He took the bread and he set the blessing. Then he broke the bread and he gave it to them and their eyes were opened. And when you read the scripture, just one scripture on, on from there, the Lord disappears from the scene. And then the disciples say these words, and this is where I want to land this morning because this is the place that He told me to minister at. Is the Emias the traveler says, is how did our hearts not burn inside of us when He was with us? I want to ask you a question this morning in Power Church. Is your heart still burning inside of you? Is your heart still burning for Jesus? Are you still aflamed like you once were? Are you still there? And you can ask me, how does, how, does a, uh, how does a fiery heart look like? A fiery heart looks like hands in the air with tears running down your face. Because you remember who saved you. Or have we become into the institution where we worship the Lord, but our hearts don't move? What is that? I want to call you back to the heart of it all. So we have to return to the Lord our God. And we have to give Him hard hearts. And I understand as you sit here this morning, you can say, but, but Pastor, you don't understand what has happened to me. Probably you don't know. I, you're right, I don't, but He does. And through it all, through it all, through it all, Jesus never pushed blame to people. You will never hear out of the mouth of Christ, He's blaming people. Never, ever, ever, ever. He's just blaming nobody. He just says, Father, let your will be done. He submits himself to a righteous father. You don't need to defend yourself. I'll say it again. You don't need to defend yourself. But your heart must become soft again. Sometimes, can I be honest? Sometimes all you have to give is a broken heart. Sometimes all you have to give is like, Lord, I, I don't have the power to worship. Come on, let's be honest. Lord, I don't have the power to do this. I don't have the power. I, but, I, but I can just bring what I have here. Here it is. Jesus lights fire on that. Because he says, I will never despise a broken heart. Never. Oh my God, church. We need Jesus. We need the Lord. I'm so in love with Jesus. I can tell you, I have, I've, I'm overwhelmingly in love. Overwhelming. I love my wife like crazy, but I can tell you I love the Lord more. You know why? Because He gave me her. I love my children like crazy, but I love Jesus more. I love you like crazy, but I love, I'm sorry to say, Gebhard loves Jesus more. Because my identity is long, long not about you. My identity is about Him. It's an honor to minister to you and I'll give my life for you. Because that's the call. We're done getting out here life. You give your life. But I'm not going to lead a church that I don't have burning hearts for the Lord. Now we're going to have burning hearts. 
And my job is to take you back to him the whole time. Say, come follow me. Come follow me. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go back. You know, the last thing, Jesus is absolutely amazing. He'll rock your world if you give him space. He'll open up doors that no man can shut. He'll put your feet into rooms that you can't even imagine. He'll give you favor upon favor, but it's because you love him. As you sit here this morning, I'll close with this. All of us have got children. This world teaches you that your children, that children sometimes are good and bad. So this one is bad, this one is good. You know the father don't, doesn't do that. The father just have children. There's no orphans with him. There's no orphans. There's just sons and daughters. But does your heart still burn? And if your heart doesn't burn, then this morning you need to, I want to be bold this morning and I want to say to you, this altar does not save you. Jesus saves. Coming out doesn't save a person. No, you need to leave with somebody. You need to leave with the king. That's why I want to help everybody. I'll say two statements and I'm going to call you. Oh, the Holy Spirit is cutting hearts. If you see him, cutting hearts open. As a church, we cannot be so impressed in this time that we're living in of what the devil is doing because then he's setting the agenda. I want to know what the Father is doing because I'm a son. I want to know, Dad, what are you doing? I'm moving here, I'm moving there. Okay, I'm following. I couldn't care what the devil is doing because he's lost. No death, no life, no angel, no demon, no principal, no power. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. Are you there? We must be a church that knows more about Jesus and his beatitudes than what we know about demons and portals. You open up YouTube today, you'll see a lot of teaching about demons and portals. Please run. Just leave it. Don't be impressed. The Holy Spirit just cast out devils. I've casted out many devils in my life. I'm not impressed by devils. I want to know what Jesus is doing. I want to follow him. But does your heart still burn? And if it's not burning, then today we're going to set it ablaze again. How do I know? Well, Hebrews 11 tells me, say by the laying on of hands, that heart can burn again. We can, can become a fire again. And as soon as that, that, that uh, heart becomes fiery, those gifts become fiery. Because the Bible says, stir up the flames that is inside of you that the gift don't be dormant. So you sit here full of gifts, let's get it alive again. But we have to go to the one that's given it to us. His name is Jesus. So this morning, I want to ask you to respond to that. Is your heart still burning inside of you? Because if it doesn't, you don't have bread. You can't help nobody, not even yourself. But if you have bread, your heart can burn. Amen. Father, I want to thank you right now for your people. That they'll just, that, Lord, I see many hearts here in front of me. I want to pray in this moment right now, Lord. Speak to them. You have already done so. I don't even need to ask for that. I can see it. 
that's you this morning, if your heart, if your heart is not burning anymore for the Lord, I want you to just jump out of your seats and to come to me quickly. Come quickly. There's many people that need to come. If your heart's not burning, if you're not at that first love anymore, then you need to respond quickly. And I want you to literally run this morning. Move. Let's get to the altar. Let's move with the Lord. One step of God is 50 steps. Come, this is not a salvation call. This is a fiery heart call. Come in power. There's more people that need to come. Don't sit in that seat and let that hard heart talk to you. No, it gives us a heart of flesh. Church, I want you to do the following for me because we're a family, right? I want you to ask the person on the left and on your right, is your heart still burning? And if they say no, you grab them by the hands, you bring them. Come on. And for those that have burning hearts still, I want you now as a family, because we do stuff as a family. Revival looks like family. Everybody can stand for me. Thank you. And as you stand, I want you to please start to pray for your brothers and your sisters that are here in front. I want you to stretch out their hands. The Bible says if one part of the body hurts, all of us hurt. If one part of the body rejoices, all of us rejoice. And so all of us should be busy, busy rejoicing right now because of God allowing burning hearts. Amen. I want you to pray in the spirit, please. Father, I want to thank you this morning that you just touched, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for burning hearts again in this day in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I thank you that in this morning, Lord, that you burn, 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 Lord, burn hearts, Lord, burn the chaff away, Lord, burn the stuff of yesterday away in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I want to pray that right now that all confusion ends in this day in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you, Lord. That, Lord, that you add burning hearts in this morning. Lord, that these hearts will catch flame today in Jesus' precious, mighty, beautiful name. I thank you, Jesus, that these hearts burn now. Lord, that they burn with a fresh fire in Jesus Christ's name. Father, I thank you that hearts return to you this morning in Jesus' name. Lord, let these hearts burn. Let these hearts burn. Let them burn, let them burn, let them burn, let them burn. Bora bakata tabi andro bokora bakata tabi andre. Zaprodosh terabi andro bokora bakata. Touch them, Jesus. Touch them, Jesus. Touch them, Lord. Bora bakata tabi andre. Zepredesh terabokora. Let the fiery fire of the Holy Spirit return. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit return. Burning hearts again, Lord Jesus. Burning hearts again, Lord Jesus. Burning hearts. Come on, church. Can everybody pray? Touch, Lord. Burning hearts in this day. In Jesus' mighty name. Let the hearts burn, Lord. Let the hearts burn. Let the hearts burn. Let the hearts burn. Burning hearts. Burning hearts. Burning hearts. Burning hearts. Burning hearts, Lord, burning hearts, burning hearts in Jesus' mighty name. 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 Just receive, daughter. Touch them, Lord Jesus. Burning hearts. 
Burning hearts, burning hearts, burning hearts, burning hearts. It's okay. Burning hearts, burning hearts, burning hearts. Burning hearts, Lord Jesus. Let the hearts burn inside of them. In Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. Thank you for burning hearts, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that the hearts will burn for you. The hearts will burn for you, Lord. Hearts that burn, hearts that burn. Touch. Touch, touch. Touch, 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 touch. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for burning hearts. Thank you for burning hearts. Thank you for burning hearts. Thank you for burning hearts, Lord. Thank you for burning hearts. Flow through them, Lord Jesus. Burning hearts. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Touch them. Burning hearts. Burning hearts. Burning hearts. Burning hearts. Burning hearts. Burning hearts. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Burning hearts, Lord Jesus. We thank you for that. We thank you, Lord. Open up the eyes. Burning hearts, Lord Jesus. Thank you, 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 Jesus. I bless, I bless, I bless, I bless, I bless, I bless. them Lord touch them Jesus touch them Jesus touch touch I bless I bless authoritis I hear the name authoritis in the spirit if you have authoritis I want you to come to me quickly please quickly any arthritis in the body, come. Come church, we mustn't be shy. The Lord wants to quickly. Just pray. Can the church pray? Everybody's quiet. Come on, let's pray. Let's pray. I just need oil, please. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, agree with me, church. Father, in the precious name of Jesus, Lord, I bind this arthritis in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I bind every form, every effect of it in this day in Jesus' name. Father, I speak to these bodies that you will not have the sickness in the body in Jesus' mighty name. And I thank you, God, that right now, Lord, that I can address the Spirit in Jesus' mighty name. And at a simple instruction, your time of being in the body, your time of being in bones, your time of being in these houses, these temples, have come to an end in Jesus' name. And Father, I thank you that right at this moment, Lord, that you heal bodies. And Father, we break, we break the power. We break the power. We break the power. 
we break the power and I pray Lord Jesus that healing flows through those bodies right now in Jesus mighty name in Jesus mighty name in Jesus mighty name Lord just heal I thank you for your healing that goes through these bodies right now in Jesus Christ's name Lord we thank you for your healing we thank you for your healing right now in Jesus mighty name we thank you Lord that you heal your people Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you flow through these bodies right now. That you flow through these bodies. Flow, 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 flow. Lord, let virtue go through. Let virtue go through. Touch, 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 touch them, Lord. Touch them, Lord. Touch them. Let the sickness disappear. Let the sickness disappear. Let the sickness disappear in Jesus' mighty name. Let the sickness disappear, Lord Jesus, right now. Let the sickness disappear right now in Jesus' name. Flow through this body, Lord. Flow through this body. Flow through this body right now in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you for your healing, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just want you to have this complete healing that your mind doesn't have any concerns. Father, I thank you that this mind come to rest. church there we are can you give Jesus just some glory just give him some praise come on come on just give him some proper praise we are 10 seconds 10 seconds 10 seconds come on he's the Alpha and the Omega Amen and Amen. I want everybody to lift your hands to the Lord. The Lord has opened up a new door. I prophesied this a while ago. I want to say that again. There's a new way that the Lord has opened up for many of His people in this hour. I want to prophesy to you and say to you the word of the Lord that God has brought fresh opportunities to His people. I will tell you in the midst of everything that is around us, there's a door that has gone open. And all that hear the Lord in this hour will hear that the Lord is calling you to intimacy. That's where you need to go. Nothing works if you are not in the presence. So I want to pray for you for that. And I want you to pray with me. Say, Father God, I come to you this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I thank you, Father, that you are the one that sets my heart ablaze for the kingdom of my God. And in this day, I exalt you, Lord, 
I recognize you as the only God of heaven and earth. Father God, I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord, as my Savior. Thank you that in this day that I can apply the blood of Jesus on my life. Father, thank you that intimacy is birthed in my life. In Jesus' name. Father, I want to pray for your people for a deep intimacy to come out. That all of them, Lord, that a deep intimacy will grow out. Father, may they know that they are your children. May they embrace you, Abba's children, in Jesus' name. Lord, I want to pray 2 Corinthians 13, 14 over there. May the love of God, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and may the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people in power says, Come on, just give Him some love. Come on, just one more time. I want to make a personal invitation to you. I, and my personal invitation to you would be to tonight. Tonight can be just going to impart. It's going to be impartation service. I'm just going to impart. Um, and I would want to invite you because you know what happened last week when we did an impartation service. God just shows up and He just imparts to people. So I know this is going to take sacrifice, but it's better to have more of Him than to have less of Him. Are you there? So I want to ask you tonight, five o'clock, be here and come and have a date with the Lord. And say, Lord, I'm setting my day aside because I want to encounter you. One encounter shifts your whole life. It's true. Ask anybody that's born again. One encounter. Amen. Say with me, five o'clock. I have a date of Jesus. Okay, I'll see you tonight. Empower, Pastor Eric. Thank you so much. Come on, let's just one more time give Jesus some praise.